Well, I wanted to uh, speak tonight on Christmas. So it's Christmas time. It's time to, <laughs> to preach on Christmas. I won't have you stand back up, but if you brought your Bibles, it'd be good. And let's look at John chapter 1 and uh, read out of these verses. Verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 14, and the Word was became flesh. The Word was made flesh or became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 16, and of His fullness have all we received in grace for grace. In verse 18, no man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. And so Christmas... And then, you know, in verse uh, 14, I like the Rotherham translation. It says, and the word became flesh and pitched his tent among us. Isn't that good? He pitched his tent among us, and we beheld his glory, gazed upon it, full of favor and truth. I like the message Bible. It says, he moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> Jesus moved in. God moved into the neighborhood. You know, when I was a, a Catholic, uh, I was, grew up Catholic, considered myself Catholic, even though I wasn't a very good Catholic, I quit going to church for a long period of time. Then I went back and kind of, you know, got back in, in fellowship with the Lord. And, and from that, I wound up getting saved. Started going to a Bible study by some people that went to Lakewood, and that's how I got introduced to Lakewood. And... Uh, <clears throat> The leader of the Bible study, you know, the very first Thursday night, she said, well, who is Jesus? Tonight, we're going to find out who is Jesus. Now I thought, well, yeah, I know who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. And she re reads these verses in John chapter 1. It says that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. I, I just never hit. He said, here, here is Jesus right here tonight. You know, and I never... You know, here I am, 33 years old. Nobody ever told me who Jesus was. I mean, Jesus is the Word of God, Amen. made flesh. Amen. And he pitched his tent. God became a man legally by birth. By birth. God was skin on. And uh, even though he, as the Word of God, was eternally coexistent with the Father and the Holy Ghost, and he was the second person of the Godhead, he had to become a legal human being in order for redemption to occur. Amen. And uh, the Webster's Dictionary, which, you know, I always like the 1828 version, it's closer to when the Bible was written. You know, the modern dictionaries have a lot of modern words and they've kind of changed some of the... Have you noticed how words don't mean the same thing? I mean, the left wing and the, and the communists, are, that's one of the things they do to take over a country is they change the language and they change the meaning of words. Yeah, right. And so it'd do, it do you good to get an old, just get an old-timey 1828 version of the dictionary and look up the words in the dictionary, and it's, it's usually right out of the King James. But uh, incarnation is the unity of divinity with humanity in Jesus Christ. Well, why is that important? Because any religion that denies the incarnation of Jesus Christ of Nazareth is false. And we need to understand that here in this country because we've imported a lot of false religions 
that don't recognize Christmas for what it really is. Amen. I mean, we need to stand up for Christmas, don't we? It's under attack. And so he pitched his tent among us. He moved into the neighborhood. Come on, let's lift our hands. Father, we're so thankful that you're here. You are here. And I tell you, sometimes it looks like he's not here, but he is here. And so the writers of the gospel record that the glory was full of favor and truth. In verse 16 in the Amplified, I like this one. And we all have received his fullness. Just think about that. When did you receive that? When you got born again. You received his fullness. And one grace after another. And spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. And even favor upon favor. And this one. And gift heaped upon gift. <laughs> Praise God. I mean, our Christmas tree, we hadn't even had Christmas yet, and there's, there's heaps of gifts underneath that tree. But I'm going to tell you something. The moment we got saved, we got gift heaped upon gift. I'm telling you, we are loaded with benefits. Praise God. Praise God. And so he pitched his tent. Uh. Tonight, I wanted to get on verse 18 in the Amplified Bible. Uh, you know, in the, in, we read it in the King James. Let me read it to you in the Amplified. No man has ever seen God at any time. Or in other words, no human being. It's not talking about a male person. It's talking about human being. No human has ever seen God at any time. The only unique son, the only begotten God who is in the bosom, in the intimate presence of the Father, he has declared him. He has revealed him and brought him out where he can be seen. Isn't that good? Jesus has brought God the Father out where he can be seen, and he has made him known. He's made him known. See, people don't know who God is. They've never seen him. And unless the church manifests, because isn't, that, isn't, isn't the church the body of Christ? Isn't it then, if, if this verse is true, how many believe this verse is true? Then if this verse is true, then we should be all about declaring who God is. We ought to bring him out in the open and reveal him. We ought to bring him out so that he can be known. And when people falsely accuse our God and tell, uh, tell that, that uh, tragedy comes from God, well, God allowed it. God sent that. You ever watch Little House on the Prairie? I mean, there's hardly anything on television nowadays that you can watch, but Little House on the Prairie is kind of harmless. I mean, it's a cute little, you know, and they're Christians as much as they can be, I guess. And uh, Mr. Edwards, you know, he's a gruff old guy and, and uh, he comes into the, into the story, and uh, he's a friend of Charles's, Charles Ingalls, the dad. And uh, Mr., uh, Mr. You know, Edwards is just real keen on the little one, half pint. And they get to have a good, good relationship, you know. It's, it's a sweet little thing. And, and here's this, amp, you know, this guy that's kind of, and he's kind of sweet on the lady in town. She's a postmistress in town. And, and she's a woman of 
prayer, a woman goes to church and finds out that he doesn't go to church. And so he asked his, this woman, he said, let me ask you something. You go to church. He said, I just don't, I don't have anything to do with God. He's been, uh, he ignores me, and so I ignore him back. He said, can you tell me how, how a God could let my wife and my child die? How he could take them? See, he's a perfect example. I know it's a television program, but there's a whole lot of people that think that way. They think God killed their children or God killed their wife or their husband. God did, sent this tragedy. God sent this earthquake. God sent this tornado. It's an act of God. That's what the, that's what the insurance company says. God sent this death and destruction. God didn't do that. Isn't it a shame more of the church doesn't know who God is? But we're here to do to. Bring him out in the open and reveal him and let people know. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the church. Amen. Amen. And so we're here tonight. And, uh, you know, the whole Christmas uh, story is about light. And uh, amazing thing about the light that uh, we see in uh, Matthew 4, 16 in the message. It says, over Jordan and Galilee crossroads for the nations, people sitting out their lives in the dark saw a huge light. Sitting in that dark country of death, they watched the sun come up. Amen. I mean, just think about Jesus coming back. He didn't come back in a corner. He didn't come secretly. I mean, people were looking for him. Anna and Simeon, they were looking for him. Uh, you know, the wise men were looking for him. Herod was looking for him. The devil was looking for him. He wanted to snuff him out. He couldn't. And I believe it's much the same now because we're, we're in the days, I believe the end time when Jesus is coming yet again. So let's be of those that are watching for him, that are looking for him, that are assured at this time of the year. Think, well, this is Christmas. It's not Easter. Well, you know, we, we have to get off of all this liturgical ideas. I mean, this is the compression of the ages people out there need to know what we know. Let's not take for granted the, the knowledge that we have. And uh, so I want uh, our precious uh, worship team to come back. We're going to have the lighting of the candles. And, and let's just think about it as we're lighting the candles and singing Silent Night together. Think about it one time how you were lived in darkness. I still think about what it was like when I was lost. I lived in darkness, but now I've been born again. His light came on the inside. And then light is a symbol of that burning love that God has for us that we ought to have for each other. You know, the world should know us by our love that we have one toward another. And then God's light and love are the reason why, no matter how dark it is, no matter how dark it is, there's still hope. Don't give up hope. Don't give up. Don't give up on our president. Don't give up on our country. It's not over till it's over, and it ain't over. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Ignite all this call. Oh, let's worship Him.
everyone. We love you. We love Jesus. Amen. Be safe as you're going home. Be blessed. We love you.